Hello and welcome to Learn It From a Layman. I'm Carl Christensen. I'm back again with Cameron Christensen, who commented when he got on the podcast today that he was the one that always answers first. So when we make it big, Cameron is getting a mighty percentage of the $2 that we're going to earn. Yes. All right. Uh, Matt is back again, so um, hopefully this one is uh, as informative as the physics, so it won't be. So don't get your hopes up. Uh, and then we're guess, uh, joined today for the first time by Johnny Nielsen. Hi, Johnny. Hello. Yeah, for all you longtime listeners, I'm the guy that ate the entire banana, and I'm proud <laughs> of it. That's right. Johnny has is the infamous um, banana eater and general... Um, I'm sure there are other stories we've shared of which Johnny has been part of. Uh, Johnny's generally the person that does something not quite illegal, but um, certainly unadvisable. <laughs> anyway, so... I cannot confirm nor deny that. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Johnny's joining us today because Johnny, of course, is in medical school and uh, finishing up medical school. And because Johnny's knowledgeable in that area, we're going to be talking about home improvement today. Um, because we don't talk about stuff that we know anything about, uh, else, hence the podcast title. All right, let's start with, uh, so we're going to be talking about home improvement and we're going to start with the, uh, tools. So, uh, generally here, I'm going to ask each one of you for some tools that you think the layman needs. Obviously let's exclude the ones that the layman knows the layman needs like a hammer. Um, but go from there. Like what are some tools, just some basic tools that you think, uh, Joe Schmo might need as he's starting his home ownership experience. An adjustable um, spanner. Okay, Cameron wants to go first. Go ahead, Cameron. An adjustable spanner, always. I don't know what that is. It's the British term for a wrench. Come on. Uh, oh, we don't have many Brit listeners, so <laughs> stick with the English terms. <laughs> and I by English, mean I do, the American, American terms. Uh, American <laughs> terms, correct, exactly. <laughs> I, I, there might be right. a reason we don't have very many uh, Brit listeners. So I think you're giving a little bit too much credit to the layman when you say forget about the basic items because the layman may not know what the basic items are. So, for example, a claw hammer is an important part of a tool set. Not just a chunk of metal that you whack something with, but a claw hammer that has a claw on the back that allows you to remove nails. That is that a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. You know what? Because I, for a long time, had a clawless hammer, and it is not as useful. No, it is not. Additionally. That's, that's the type of tool that a layman like you would have. It is. If they is. didn't listen to our podcast. If you've Very seen... useful for child, child discipline, though. <laughs> okay. No claw needed. If you've seen Daddy's Home <laughs> with... Um, and the the uh, toolbox uh, that ha that is referenced in Daddy's home, um, that is probably approximately the contents of my toolbox. Um, anyway, there's might be some female hygiene items that also find their way in. Anyway, um, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Other other items. Other tools. We've so far got a claw hammer and a wrench. We can we can do better than this. Measuring tape, stud finder. Ooh, expound on a stud finder, Cameron, because that might not be entirely layman and enough. Really? 
Well, I don't there's know. a device that if you point towards yourself and it beeps, you know you're stud. That's that's correct. <laughs> um, no, um, it's a device you can use to see where the studs are in your wall. It's really nice when you're hanging pictures. Uh, depending on how expensive it is, sometimes it will also tell you where water pipes and electric, electrical lines are. Wow, that must be much nicer than the one I have. Just say, and there's there's some expensive ones. There's a nice one at Home Depot for like forty bucks. They're not Home Depot, Costco that I saw that actually will show you right where the stud is. Like it will, oh cool, light up in red. So I, I've heard a rumor several that. times that um, that you can actually knock on the wall and figure out where the studs are. I've tried to do this many times, and this is completely false it doesn't <laughs> it's it's like snipes you know when you go snipe hunting like it's just what uh, real home improvement people tell people that don't know anything so they can see them just like knocking softly on the wall with your ear against it so the other thing that you can do is try to use echolocation to find the bats i mean the studs <laughs> like bats. <laughs> never mind never mind <laughs> good Good. Okay. Um, after that, I would say you would need a set of Phillips and Starnose screwdrivers. Okay. Screwdrivers. Or Phillips you and could be a layman and get a screwdriver with adjust or swappable tips where you can have flathead Phillips Starnose that you'll just plug in as long as it has a decent amount of reach. Um, Ooh, good point. An, an adjustable screwdriver. You want one about eight inches that will be able to do most lay jobs around the house. Yeah. Additionally, you probably need like one of those small screwdriver sets, like the ones that do small screws, because that's really important. Glasses. Come on. <laughs> those are handy to have and they're pretty cheap. So. Yeah. yeah. The first thing you have to do before you do any home improvement uh, projects is fix your glasses. So wear your glasses so that whatever you improve actually looks decent. Yeah. Uh, so no, it's, uh, lens grinder is handy to have as well. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Good. Okay. Uh, so we, I'm I'm going to recommend that you also get uh, so we uh, Allen wrenches. Um, so we talked about wrench, but Allen wrenches are crucial. Those are though often when you buy like a new piece of furniture from like your WalMarts or Costco's or whatever that need a particular size of Allen wrench, it comes with it, but it can be useful to have your whole own set of Allen wrenches. So I'd recommend getting that as well. You need to say our sponsor, Ikea also provides an Allen wrench. Oh yeah. Johnny, you got an in there, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you can. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny speaks some Swedish. So uh, I'm sure that we can just hook that up real quick. Yeah. Don't we have, isn't there a Swedish listener? I think there is. Yeah, because we, we talked about them, right? Because it's dark up there and they don't uh, they need to find some way to like, uh, uh, you know, just drown their sorrows and in, in... In, in stupid listening. Yes. Yeah, whatever this is. <laughs> um, so thing that's really helped me uh, around the house is having an actual drill. Uh, I went a long time without trying to have a drill. I'd use a screwdriver to poke holes in the wall to try to put like those little <laughs> plastic things that help hold things. Yeah. The wall. What are those called? I don't even know. Drywall anchors. Wall anchors. anchors. There you go. Yep. And it doesn't work very well. 
So once I got a drill with a variety of different drill bits and tips to screw things on and such, it was very helpful. So a, a drill would be great. And you can get them for pretty cheap, um, just the, uh, the cordless drills. I, I think that they're like, I don't know, 20 or 30 bucks, maybe more than that. Yeah, no, that's, that is really important. I probably, yeah, probably one of my highest usage tools is my power drill. So, um, one that is not per, a tool per se, but is often necessary, uh, is a ladder as well. So you need a, and what I, let me, you, you need a quality ladder because I, I once borrowed my neighbor's ladder and I almost died. Is his name Jacob and was it made out of string? <laughs> it was, it was not Jacob's ladder. Thank you. Are you referring to someone if they tried to borrow our parents' ladder? Uh, no, also no. But that, then there was our grandpa's ladder, which was made out of wood that I'm pretty sure was infested with termites. No, this is our neighbor's ladder that I believe was made out of like, you know, like the aluminum foil that you buy from the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I climbed up and uh, was climbing on my roof. And that's when the ladder gave way. And Neat. Yeah. And my wife looked out and saw me dangling from the rain gutter. Um. So good times. Um, did don't you go parkour and do a flip, backflip, <laughs> and land on your feet. So you saw it as well. Yeah. Okay. I was there. So pool. So for the layman who is considering, well, what is a quality ladder? Any fiberglass A-frame ladder should be pretty resistant to wear and degradation. Should give you service for quite some time. Yes, agreed. So. Okay, any more tools before we move on to the next subject? Yeah, yes. three, three more quick. Um, I'll, I'll do one and then back to Cameron. A uh, pair of pliers and a pair of needle nose pliers. And those are two separate things, but they come in handy from uh, just, you can't use a wrench to do a plier's job. You need to have a pair of pliers. So, Cameron, what did you have? I was going to say sandpaper and paintbrushes are often nice to have around as well. Oh, yes. Okay. And I'm going to throw my layman status on top one more time and say uh, super glue. Not a, <laughs> not a tool, but almost as good as a tool. Gorilla yeah, so, glue and duct tape are helpful. Yeah, very um, much so. That's how you but, pat yourself up when you make a mistake. The, the last one that I wanted to throw out there it may not be a tool per se, but you absolutely should have it in your home because we are responsible podcasters, is you need safety glasses. Anytime you're doing any kind of project involving significant motion, force, or power, put some safety glasses on. Okay, good. That is a good Can you remind piece us of, of, the, of the formula for force again so I know when I'm using it? <laughs> Yeah, basically, force equals better be less than what your safety glasses can handle. Otherwise, result equals blind. <laughs> In a pinch, you might be tempted to use swim goggles. Don't do that, you idiot. Just get some safety glasses. Uh, I hear some some words of experience. Uh, not 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 personal. Oh, okay. A friend. Well, good. Sibling. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Someone else on this podcast. Anyway. Okay. 
Um, all right, so now we're going to move on to specific uh, home improvement jobs. And so as we're evaluating jobs, there's a couple of different ways to ev evaluate different home improvement jobs that the layman might be considering doing himself. Uh, and so what we're going to go through is talk about different home improvement jobs that we've done um, and or that we advise people to not do for some reason. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll kick us off while you guys are thinking up. So uh, I tiling is a very easy layman job which I can highly recommend because it is also very valuable. So um, ripping up your old flooring, generally also pretty easy. And then laying down a new tile doesn't really take a lot of expertise. Uh, so yeah, you especially need to have- if you have an older brother, you can exploit for manual labor. <laughs> That's correct. I, uh, <laughs> and, and an older uh, brother-in-law as well. So I've exploited many a person. Um, <laughs> But uh, get, buying the tile, then you need some thin set, and then you need a bucket and water, and then like two other tools, which is a sponge and then like a trowel, like a, a, a tile. They have specific uh, trowels for for um, for the thin set that you need to use. Um, and then uh, there's not much else involved, honestly. Um, it's a really high labor job as. I met just reference. He may or may not have helped me tile my bathroom. Um, but it is a very low expertise, low cost job as far as um, you know, what are the tools you might need to buy. Now, you will need to rent a tool, uh, a tile saw. And tile saws can be rented essentially at any of your home improvement stores. Uh, and so you can just go grab one of those, rent it for the day, and then off you go. Um, I'd recommend looking up some YouTube videos first, as far as being able to figure out how you lay the thin set down, um, how you mix it. But um, suffice to say, it's a very simple process that uh, can really up the value of your home with like a day or two labor. So, okay, Johnny. Can, can I yeah. add a thought on the tiles? Yeah, shoot. If you're gonna so do tiles, because I may have done this as well, uh, make sure that you're not rushing to meet a deadline give yourself time to let the tiles you know to do it methodically and accurately and well so that you're not scrambling to do all the final steps at the last moment because uh, that makes it a truly bitter experience also buy extra tiles because you will shatter some of them or cut them wrong or your wife will tell you halfway through that the orientation is off and you need to start over um, <laughs> anyway well, that, those that things sounds Give, give, give yourself plenty of time with that project. Multiple okay. days of margin. All right. That's a good point. Johnny? Yeah. So with tile, um, I know that you can really screw it up pretty easily. I would really recommend watching a video um, and then setting up the saw outside and not inside. I'm sure that would be bad. Um, so I don't know much about this, but, um, so it is important to get the spacing right between the tiles and they have like little tools to help you do that. And to make sure the tile is like all level, because if it's all bumpy, then it will probably end up bothering you later. So anyway, like Matt said, just make sure you're methodical about it and do it correctly so that you don't get so bothered by it that you end up having to redo it. Because then you might not be saving any money. Because that's the whole point of doing the projects on your own is to try to save some money. That's true. Good point. All right. 
uh, Cameron. Okay. Um, like a home improvement task, or you want me to more talk about tile? No, you can go ahead with the new home improvement task. Um, let's see. What all home improvement have I done? I have done drywall. I have laid flooring. I have done some concrete. I don't know. I've done a little bit of everything. So but, what, what would you recommend to the layman that's just starting out with home improvement, a job that is not overly intimidating and or at least um, something that they will be able to achieve with some degree of satisfaction? I would say like refinishing some uh, uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of the right word. Uh, discount store furniture. So, like, you get something from the Goodwill or such, um, you dresser and you want to touch it up. It's a nice, easy project, I would say, to get start for. Um, so, a couple things you want to do is you want to see what kind of wood it is. Um, some of it might be laminate, others might not. That would determine how you want to refinish it, whether you just want to paint it or just put some filler in and then you know, do your stains, sanding, stuff like that. You know, nice, okay. nice, easy project like that. I think that's a good one to start on. Sure, sure. That's also low risk because it's not attached to your house. So if True. you mess up, you can throw it away. So right. to someone else who will do it right. Yes. Uh, Matt, other uh, projects that you have done and or know that you shouldn't do? So one that I've done a couple times with varying degrees of success is installing a ceiling fan or replacing a ceiling fan. Um, this one I would hesitate to recommend to the layman depending on how comfortable you are with electrocution. Um, <laughs> So, so, so and, Cameron, and Cameron's good with this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll just say anytime you're considering any kind of project that involves wiring something into your house, be extremely careful uh, and really consider whether or not it's worth it to you to risk that versus hire some dude to come do it for you, uh, an electrician or, or a professional. Uh, you know, Get some guy from the Home Depot. They'll help you with that type of installation. However... If you do decide to do a ceiling fan, it's really not that difficult, assuming you have a fixture in place in your ceiling already. Um, step number one is turn off the circuit breaker for that fixture. Step number two is send your family out of the house so that they don't actually turn accidentally turn on that breaker. <laughs> Step number three is read the manual and follow the instructions. Um, it's actually not that difficult to wire in a ceiling fan and uh, and get that in place or get that replaced. Uh, the one error that I did make the last time I put one in is I bought the ceiling fan and when as I was halfway through the installation, I realized that it was a remote control ceiling fan, not one where the on switch was controlled by uh the light switch in the room and that was a pain in the neck oh yes i hate if those. you lose that remote you've lost the ability to turn on your fan and the light underneath your fan uh, which is just a pain so yeah watch yes. that too yes those are you the know if, if you want the remote you're weird uh but whatever <laughs> uh, 
What yeah, about big thing. Sorry, go switch, ahead. Two switches. To con- you know, one controls the fan, one controls the light. Well, that's fine. It's just make sure that the fan that you buy is able to be wired that way. The fan that I have is wired onto the switch. So if the switch is not on, you can't turn the fan on. But even if the switch is on, you still have to use the remote to activate it. I hate this thing. But, yeah. yeah, I've got a, I had a, a similar problem. Uh, and we were replacing a ceiling fan in my home, which I was pretty sure is broken because you turn it on. And the fan, so even had like a little switch on on the the ceiling fan itself for the fan, and you'd like pull the switch to turn the fan on, and it would go like, you know, like one revolution per second, well, not per second, one mm-hmm. revolution for like five for five seconds. So I figured like the more motor was like burned out or like rusted, so we went to replace it, and it turns out it was just uh, there was a re- a remote unit attached to it, um, inside that was making it so that the switch wouldn't work independent of the remote. You, I had to have the remote to turn the uh, fan up, and I didn't have the remote anymore. So once I ripped out the remote unit and put the fan back on, it worked fine. Hmm. Anyway. Interesting. Uh, another thing to add about the fan, uh, I don't think this is the case in most states, but I believe in California, if you're installing a new fan in a place where a fan has not been before you're technically supposed to like uh <laughs> i think you're supposed to run it by the city planner or something insane like that um, oh is it uh is it one of those things where you're supposed to have a, an architect inspect it or something yeah you're supposed to yeah you're supposed to get like clearance from the city on it or something like that oh, so that's a little weird yeah yeah. Uh, now I don't think that is the case when in, in putting new or new fans in where an old fan was. Right. I, I hope not because I've done that and I haven't told anyone. But um, California has lots of restrictions on home improvement. So <laughs> well, uh, the other thing you can do is take a box fan, like a floor standing box fan, and using your roll of duct tape and super glue, you can <laughs> affix it in a non permanent manner to the ceiling, and that way you don't have to worry about building codes. I believe we were we're still we're terming this home improvement, not uh, home degradation. So, I thought it's motto. Referring to the show. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, okay. So, home, yeah, ceiling fans is a good one. Uh, but like you mentioned, so some of the things that the layman might be afraid of, because I was and still am afraid of some of these things, is electricity, water, and gas. Anything having to do with electricity, water, and gas. Uh, any pr- projects associated with those always scare me because those are things that, in the case of electricity, can kill you. And water and gas, where if you don't get a good seal or you know if there's something that goes wrong, all of a sudden you've got a leak that can either, in the case of water, ruin your house or in the case of gas, blow your house up. So, yes. um, so things to watch out for, for sure. Now, there are some easy... So let me... I'm going to bring up one. So toilets. Replacing a toilet is incredibly easy. Um, and you'd think that it wouldn't be because it's got water involved. And you also probably think that like it's pretty solid there. Um, but in the case of most toilets, if you detach, you turn off the water um, back behind the, the, the tank, um, which is usually just a nice little shutoff valve, and detach it, uh, there's two screws that you have to undo in order to remove your toilet. And 
that can make a huge difference in the quality of your, you know, life ba bathroom experiences. <laughs> so, so um, can I throw out some cautions for the toilet? Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, the toilet is a is is at the same time it's a low risk project and it's also an extreme risk project because if you err in the plumbing connection you have doomed your house in ways that you do not want your house doomed. Um, so there, there is a catch to this. In the floor, uh, coming up into your toilet, there will be a largish pipe with a flange. That flange must be above floor level by about a quarter of an inch. Um, and if you are trying to do a certain types of home improvements at the same time, like putting in a tile floor that raises the floor level up a half inch, you can find that your pipe is no longer above floor level. And at that point, you risk compromising the seal between your toilet and that pipe. And at that point, you risk compromising your entire house. Um, so High inserts. Yeah, be aware for that. There are inserts that you can buy. There are uh, different ways, that, you, but you need to be aware of that. Whatever you do when you replace your toilet, make sure that you find a way to get that pipe flange a quarter inch above floor level at least, uh, whether stacking inserts on it or, or whatever else. Um, extra and thick wax rings. Uh, well, yeah. e e the standard wax ring is meant to adapt between your toilet and a flange that is above floor level. If it's below floor level, the wax ring will not seal and that's why it's so uh, nefarious. Uh, so watch out for that one. Yeah, so my... Get, sorry, I was going to say, you can get extra thick wax rings, but it's, it's one to be careful about. Those don't always seal either. Sure. My father-in-law always told me that he's <clears throat> when he installs new toilets, he puts two wax rings on them. Yeah. Just to be sure. Yeah. So And, and wax rings are cheap. Oh, like, um, yeah, like five bucks or less. So. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that that seal in your home, you know, is just about the single most important interface in your home, other than maybe your gas pipes. Uh, <laughs> though, to be fair, uh, you know, you'd learn really quick if you messed up. Um. Well, so here's the thing: um, that type of seal, if it is compromised, there would be a buildup over time before it became noticeable. And when it what? did become noticeable, it would be, it could get really bad, depending on oh, where stuff flows to. So, uh, yeah. Fantastic yeah. topic. Watch out for that seal. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, generally, and, and honestly, in older homes, some of these things can be more difficult. You're going to deal with some more issues. In newer homes, um, these that type of scenario is often already, I mean, unless you're installing, like you said, a new floor type that's significantly higher. Um, it's really not that bad. Um, we, we did it when we put a new tile here in my home and it was no big deal. Um, but I do remember at, my, at our parents' home, it was, I feel like, a much bigger deal. It was a bit bigger deal. The thing that caused it to be a big deal for us is we went from uh, 
<laughs> actually carpeted bathroom. I don't know why people went through a fad of putting carpet in their bathrooms. Um, but we correctly realized that's a stupid idea. And so we tore that out and put in tile. But when we tore it out, we realized that the tile was going to be uh, that change had, had made it such that the flange was no longer above floor level. And so we had to adapt that. Anyway. So, anyway. Yeah, agreed. Carpet is really bad ideas in the bathroom. So if you have carpet in your bathroom, please remove it now. Absolutely. Like, pause the pod- podcast and go rip it out. Yep. Yep. Um, other quick, easy projects, I would say, for the beginner, uh, replacing the kitchen faucet is a fairly Ooh. easy. Yeah. I would say that's actually fairly easy to do. And I... it involves a little bit of electrical, which some of the new ones do. That becomes a little bit harder. It involves some water, but those, like I said, it's got it's got shutoff valves, so it's not as scary. Um, I do think the, the the one of the difficulties with the kitchen sink or the kitchen faucet is that you have to get underneath the sink, uh, which can be, you know, slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, depends on your kitchen layout. Yeah, probably. Um, okay. So there's a few uh, a few ideas. Uh, painting, obviously, one that everyone knows um, the layman could potentially do. You do need to be careful, though, because if you do a bad job painting, you didn't really raise the value of your home. And questionable, it's questionable if you even made your home look better if you did a bad job painting. So Or pick um, the wrong color. That's also true. If you're picking out a gray, know that it's going to look a little blue. All right. <laughs> Just, now, it depends on the accent color to what the gray will look like. Well, the accent does make a difference for sure. But also know that you need to uh, seriously consider changing your personality. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're going to do painting, always remember drop cloth and tape, paint tape. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, so, okay, another all- one that's uh, really, really easy and... So when when you look at things to improve the value of your home, it's kitchen and bathroom. Those are the number ones. One of the absolute easiest ways to improve your bathroom is to replace your shower head. And you do that by unscrewing the old one and putting on a new one. And that's it. Good point. And you can get all kinds of I, I like the shower heads with the wands. So or Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. So you can detachable ones. Yeah, I have a handy. that has a Bluetooth speaker on it. Excellent. Wow. So I can listen to music while I shower. Yeah. Can get showers that do massage or just crazy stuff. Anyway, the shower head is the single easiest home improvement project that I can think of. True. Good point. Um. All right. So. Uh, the last thing I'm gonna uh, we're gonna talk about here is uh, well you know let's do a two-parter here. So this is so when people are looking at buying a home um, and have you know some home improvement home improvement aspirations, well, we need to be able to advise people. Uh, I'd like to advise people here about what what to look for when buying a home, of things that they might be able to improve and things they could not improve when they buy a home. So that they don't go in thinking I can take this home and turn it into something nice when actually the problems with it are significantly more than the layman would actually be able to solve. So well, this could be its own whole podcast here. Yeah. 
For also, sure. I feel uniquely unqualified to talk about that, but that's the great part of this layman podcast. I don't have to be qualified. So. This isn't quali- it's actually better if you're not. Exactly. Excellent. So, all right, I'll take a stab at it. Go for it. Uh, if you do not like the interior color, you can fix that. Uh, if you do not like the exterior color, you can fix that as well, but it's harder. If you do not like the color of the roof, I would not recommend trying to fix that yourself. Hire a roofer. Yeah. Those would be my thoughts on color. And I, I find roofing relatively easy. Yeah, but you're not a layman. <laughs> <laughs> it also when depends it on the roofing. Depends on the size uh, size of the house and shape of the house as well, as far as how easy roofing may or may not be, and yeah. the type of roof you want to put on. Well, it also depends: are you removing the old roof because there's lots of leaks, or are you just putting a new uh, shingle over the old shingles too? Because that will change in how easy it is to re-roof. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the shingle. Yep. You can yep. go up there and just spray paint the shingles if you want to <laughs> change the color. No, you cannot do that. Please, please don't. <laughs> um, okay. So, other, other things to watch. I like that. <laughs> Some other things to watch out for. So, when you go into a house, um, the layout of the house is pretty inflexible. Yes. So, uh, what if the rooms are in bad shape? If there's some drywall issues, uh, if you know th- those things are potentially fixable. If the rooms are too small, eh, there's a good chance you will not be able to fix that. Um, now there yeah. are scenarios where you can knock out a wall and such, but the layman's might think that he, the layman will do this, but the layman will generally not do this. And if the layman tries to do this, the layman might fail. So um, fail meaning compromise the structural integrity of your home potentially yes. resulting in a collapse <laughs> yeah so uh if the layout is bad move on to the next home don't think i can fix this i think that is a very very good one cameron any ideas as far as what you would look for uh, when you're if you're shopping for a home things that you would know that okay i can probably fix that versus uh, this is a deal breaker because there's nothing that I can fix here. Um, because I've done a little bit more stuff and done some construction in my life, I feel more comfortable doing some more home type improvements. Um, although ripping out walls is always one that uh, if I did that, I would actually get a general contractor to make sure I could do that, which costs more money. But, um, oh gosh, where was I going with that? Um, the, the, the point of the matter is you really have to decide how much time you actually have to do the project. Like you're thinking, oh, I can buy this house and every weekend I can just work on it a little bit and, um, make this my dream house. I don't, I don't think that's going to work as well for you as you think it's going to. Yes, agreed. Uh, I second that. That's uh, <laughs> you, yeah. Time is a big, big thing. It's a big, it's a big factor. So, um, I knew some people that did flip houses um, for part of what they did for a living, and 
they would sometimes spend weeks at a hotel while they were doing certain sections like water or electrical because they would have none. Um, so you would have to you have to think about that what you're doing. Um, also, you're also living in a constant mess. Um, so if those are things that are gonna probably not work out for you and your family, think about that um, before you're, you invest your your money and time into that. If it is something you're for, you can do a nice turnaround and make a good profit on it. So, yeah, that's good. That's a good good advice. Um, one, one that I'd add is stay away from anything gas and electrical, uh, and probably plumbing too. If you don't like the layout of the bathroom and the sink and the toilet, don't try to move them. If you really want another electrical outlet in a certain place so that you can put a desk there, maybe don't unless you're willing to hire an electrician uh, and absolutely stay away from your gas lines. Gas if, technically if falls under plumbing. Just so yeah. You know. But yeah, if you don't like where the stove is and you want to move it, don't. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Those are the types of things you hire hire people for. <clears throat> yeah. So, and and that doesn't mean you shouldn't buy the house. It just means that if you buy the house, plan on hiring a professional with credentials and certifications to make those kinds of changes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, flooring is something that's pretty easy to change. So, if you go into a house and the flooring is bad, um, you know, that's that's an easy, a, a pretty easy fix. Now it can, it, it can cost you some, but um, whether you do it yourself or you have someone else do it, it, it's a pretty quick fix. Like Cameron mentioned, some of these other projects take a long time. And that's uh, even, even if you get someone else to do them for you, even if you get a professional in there, it's going to take, you know, multiple weeks to do some of these projects, in which case you are inconvenienced and your family is whatever. So, uh, but flooring is something that can usually get done by a professional in, in a matter of a day or two, you know, so. Uh, yeah. That's probably well, problem. <clears throat> Go ahead. Well, I was going to say when we when we talk about flooring, when we do things, some of the easier things are actually some of the nicer looking things, like tile and um, your laminate floors. Yep. Uh, carpet's actually kind of hard to do um, to put lay new carpet. Oh, yeah, you yeah. have to have special tools and stuff like that. So um, that's when I would think about getting professionals for those. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I've seen carpet laid. I have not never laid carpet myself, and yes, it looks significantly more difficult than anything I've done. So, okay, uh, last thing before we jump off here is then, um, and, and this has kind of come up already, but just um, the time value trade off of of do it yourself projects. So, um, you know, we've already mentioned some of the things that you can do yourself, but what what if Matt Cameron, just think of one thing that you'd recommend someone do in order to raise the value of their home and or value of their li their living in that home um, that doesn't, you know, cost them, you know, a month worth of work or whatever. Uh, ooh, I would say easiest thing to do is to put a fresh coat of paint on your house, in, inside the house is one of probably the easiest things and actually makes it look a little bit nicer. Or a lot that's, nicer. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Um, you mentioned tiling a bathroom floor. That one's good. Uh, replacing bathroom fixtures, the toilet, the shower head, the sink, if they're pretty old, you can replace those fairly easily, and it's not too difficult. Um, 
get some advice on what you're doing, make sure you got the proper sealants, but that's a good one to raise the value of your home that won't take forever. Um, one that I did, if you are a little bit more comfortable with electrical work, is I replaced most of the light fixtures in the ceiling of our house. Uh, and that was very, very simple. Um, things to make sure of is get those breakers off and then have someone else in the house to call 911 when you get electrocuted anyway. So. <laughs> good, good. Um, okay, yeah, and I think once this has already been mentioned, well, actually, this specific one hasn't been mentioned, but um, your kitchen sink, um, it can be kind of, uh, it, it's, a, it's a project of a day, and if, you've, if you're going to switch out your faucet, switching out your sink Depending on the type of your countertop, um, depending on a couple factors, the switching out your sink can make a big difference. And we did it in one of our homes before, and it was it was a huge difference. Um, so, that, and that is something that you can do yourself. Uh, now, often they recommend that you switch out your sink only when you switch out your countertop, because often your countertop is cut to your sink. So you have to make sure you get precise measure measurements, and those measurements are also the same as the new, your new sink, but it, it is doable uh, and it can make a big difference. If your old sink is, is garbage and looks like garbage um, and makes you sad, then put in a new sink. Whooped. All right. Well, any last words of wisdom? Let it More be. Isn't always better. <laughs> Wait, uh, what was that? Cameron said more. Go ahead, Cameron. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I was trying to do a, a good home improvement re reference, but it, I failed. Yeah, you need um, more gr more grunting. Measure uh, twice, uh, cut uh, uh, once. Um, soup up your garbage disposal. Uh, your wife. <laughs> yes, exactly. I wanted at least you know thirty horsepower. Sixty. Come on. Okay. We've derailed here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, uh, home improvement projects are it's something that can save you some money and some time if you do them right if you take the time to um, consider wisely what you can do and what you can achieve it's something that can both improve your quality of life and be something that gives you a sense of satisfaction once it's done so be aware of both how long it's going to take and the type of expertise and tools are they're going to be required but don't, but uh, but go ahead and, and make the changes um, that are going to improve your 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 house so. I feel like we should have hit safety a little more heavily uh, on here. Unimportant. But... <laughs> All right. Read the manual, wear safety glasses, turn off breakers. And have battles. someone ready to call 911. And have someone Don't ready to call. Don't do these alone. Yep. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Turn the gas off if you're doing any projects related to gas, which hopefully you're not. But. Um, you can there there's shut off valves to the house for, for gas and for water and if you're messing with it better safe than sorry Whooped. okay all right well hopefully uh, this is this is where we put in our liability disclaimer you can neither sue us nor uh, come back at us with any type of legal action if any of this goes wrong so this is your own problem and with that we'll sign off we'll, we hope you come back again and until then uh, be safe.